1: You're listening to the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your host, Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Poonie.
2: Hollywood, what's
3: happening? How are you, sir?
2: Dude, I am rocking, I am rolling, I am hanging out on this uh, fine evening. So what do we got in store? We got a little bit of a different type of uh, show for listeners tonight, don't we?
3: Yeah, so there's a new, uh, well, it's not really new, actually. It's been around a little while, but it's. I guess it's new to me or new to us. And uh, there's a platform out there called Podchaser.com, and Podchaser is uh, kind of like an IMDB for podcasts. Like right now, they have 52,000 music podcasts alone. And I think they have a half a million total. I think music is about a 10% of everything they have. And basically, they pull your RSS feed from other places and put it all in one place. But what's cool about Podchaser is there's no app, but the website's mobile-friendly. It's desktop-friendly. It's laptop-friendly. It doesn't matter if you have an iPhone or an Android, and you can rate the podcast review the podcast, and you can rate review episodes, which nobody does. So Podchaser's pretty cool. So I think we're going to talk to one of those guys, right?
2: Yeah, it's super, super easy to use. And uh, we reached out to one of the co-founders of Podchaser because I wanted to kind of get his story and find out more. I mean, yes, we're a music podcast, and yes, Sonny and I are music freaks, but... We're also podcasters, and we're also avid podcast listeners. So we kind of wanted to find out about podcast today, the different tools that are available to us, and the new tools that are coming, and how it can impact us. Because Sonny and I both listen to a shitload of podcasts, right?
3: Oh, yeah. I listen to, I think, 52 now.
2: Yeah. I mean, seriously, podcasts have kind of split our listening time in half with music. And so that's why we love our show. We love what we do, but we also try to give kind of a mixture of talk and music. But this show today, when we talk to Cole Raven from Podchaser, who's one of the co-founders, it's all about talk. I mean, we're going to get into the nitty gritty about Podchaser and what it can offer and uh, where Cole thinks, uh, you know, podcasting in general is kind of going. So it should be, should be a good conversation. I mean, um, uh, really looking forward to this conversation for sure.
3: Yeah, you got to love the guys that are out there trying to help the little guys, right? So, you know, I think you and I have talked about the Joe Rogans, the Eddie Trunks, those guys of the world, they don't need people's help, but we're just starting up, right? Yeah. Uh, Decimal Geek's been out there, but they can use help. You know, anything that adds listenership is good for rock and roll altogether. where these big guys don't really need that help.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Even though podcasts like Decibel Geek and Podcast Rock City and all these podcasts that Sonny and I both have taken part in and are avid listeners of, they've been around for four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years or even more like Mark Striegel from Talking Metal been around for all these years. But we're all still kind of considered the small guys on the block comparatively speaking to like these Joe Rogans and these Eddie Trunks and guys like that. So Pod Chaser is all about kind of helping out the small guy. And for a podcast like Sonny and mine, where uh, Grown Up Rock is just now turning a year old, we really can use all the help we can and it helps us tremendously when you guys go out and you either rate us or leave us a review or rate us and leave us a review and then share those episodes. Podchaser makes it so freaking easy to do that. Like literally two seconds and a couple clicks of the button and you guys could help us out immensely. And I mean, so I'm all about tools like that and platforms like that that are are there to get the word out to share music to share our podcast it's fantastic i love it
3: and they make it so easy right first of all it's completely free there's nothing to sign up all you got to do is enter a username an email address and whatever you want your password to be that's it there's no confirming the email out of your email address there's none of that they make it so easy you can start licks a podcast right away And for those people, I know I do it a lot. I know Stephen does it a little bit less. I listen to podcasts at time and a half. Sometimes I do it at like almost two speed. They let you do it at three speed if you want to. So you can get through some of the content faster. I mean, it's just too easy.
2: Chipmunk speak.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's hard to do with music, but it's easier to do with talk radio.
2: You can only do that with our show when it's just Sonny and I babbling on like we have been doing. (laughs) <laughs> so, so it's easy to do then but then when we whip out some music uh, you got to slow it down and take in those fine fine grooves my friend
3: that's right that's right and right now as of right now we are number one music podcast on PodChaser. Whoop, whoop. Uh but we're tied with somebody else for the amount of ratings that we have so anybody who hasn't rated us you gotta go rate us on PodChaser. and obviously hopefully we deserve five stars and we get five stars from you But a rating really helps on Podchaser, where in iTunes, a rating, first of all, is hard to do. And second, it can just get lost in the crowd sometimes.
2: That's it. And be on the lookout because we're going to be doing some promotional giveaways with Podchaser soon. We've got some awesome killer new shirts coming in different colors and it's going to be simple to do that so uh, we're partnering up with pod a little bit to get some of that stuff out to you guys but if you guys would be so kind as to go rate us and review us and share us that would help immensely and it's only a couple clicks of your time and hopefully you're digging it i don't want you to do it if you're not digging it but hopefully you are digging it we got listeners out there so somebody's listening Most definitely. Hey, but before we get too far into this, we need to seriously do this. Hey, Samantha, tell us all about it.
1: Everyone's got a rock and roll story to tell, and we want to hear yours. So go to our website at growinguprock.com. That's one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K.com. Or visit us on our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock and tell us all about it.
3: All right. So grown ups of the week. These are all the people that shared us on Facebook and retweeted us on Twitter. And we had a bunch. Here's all the folks. Tony Rambo, Mike Parnell, Aaron Baker, Bill Elam, Bill Algy, Gabby 75, Lady Lake Music, Rodney Dixon, Kristen Kivo, HairNetRadio.com, John Benderama, Alan Tate, Marcelo Verzi, J.R. Coddles, Janet Eck, Sherry Williams, Jody Havnat, Jason Blusky, Mark Morris, Little Fish, Talking Metal, Nighthawk, Andrew Jacobs, Music Palace Radio, George Bays, Electric Circus Radio, Bella Lowe's 1966, Daredevil Productions, Dan Nation, Dirk Sokolowski, Mark Winder Eight, Ogata, John. Dwinnell, David Hedson, Shuana Lee, David Cathy, Vinny Falletti, Trace Mess 469, I Love It Loudcast, Focus on Metal, Steve four three six one eight one five five. I hope that's not your phone number, Steve Wright, Clance Man 65, Jason Alexander, Daryl Alber, Classic Rock Drops, Eladio, The Power Chord Channel, Digital Killed, DNR's studio CEO, Metal Empire Mag, Shane Ebert, Tammy Sullivan, Adam Cox, Podcast Rock City, Decimal Geek, Tony Masalem, Chris Sinzak, Abby Magali 3, Dona Badasiko, Fast Vinny, Tom Dust, Ages of Rock Podcast, Peter Accessory, Courtney Cronin Dold, Jason Kearney, Victor Ruiz and Ear Peeler, which... They're doing a great job over at Ear Peeler. so you want to check out earpeeler.com. Save Rock and Metal, The Peter Principles, the folks who give us our bumper music, Restrange, shared us. Paris Records shared us. Podchaser shared us. And then Bob himself shared us. So it was a great week and a half, and uh, we appreciate you sharing.
2: I love that episode. It was a good episode. I enjoyed hanging out with Bob and talking sunset strip yeah it was
3: definitely fun you know bob he answered a lot of questions that he probably hasn't been asked before so that was kind of cool
2: yeah enjoyed it immensely hey guess what's coming up there sonny What's coming up? Rock and Pod 2 in Nashville, baby. Take a listen to this. Still love it
4: loud. So do we. Rock and Pod returns to Nashville on Saturday, August 25th. Over 25 rock podcasts from all over North America, recording on site. Vinyl and memorabilia dealers selling the best in rock merchandise and awesome rock musicians and personalities participating in signing sessions and on stage panel discussions throughout the day. Special guests include current and Former members of Corn, Kiss, Angel, Winger, Loudness, Except, Bang Tango, King Tracy, as well as producers that have worked with Slayer, Ozzy, Alice Cooper, Seven Dust, and many more. More guests being added weekly. Don't miss your chance to be part of an awesome celebration of all things rock. Rock and Pod takes place at the legendary Nashville Palace, August 25th, 2018. More details available at rockinpod.com. That's R-O-C-K-N-P-O-D.com. The Nashville Rock and Pod Expo, brought to you by Blind Tiger Record Club, School of Rock Nashville, and School of Rock Franklin, a DBG Productions event.
2: All right. So, Rock and Pod 2 Nashville is quickly approaching on us, and listeners can donate and get some really, really cool VIP content that's not available to anybody else to listen to. Do a donation. I think they give you access to this VIP listening site. And I know there's several cool things, including the fact that Sonny and I just uh, did a release uh, on a record that we think was underrated. We won't tell you what that is. We'll leave it to the mystery. Uh, but it's out there. So we did like what What we do, like a 45-minute episode almost, right, Sonny?
3: Uh, yeah, it was something like that, 30, 40 minutes, yeah.
2: Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, But there's tons of other stuff. Other podcasters are putting in time. Other shows are putting in time. Ken Mills, the rock and metal combat guys. Shoot, There's all kinds of stuff on there. Really good stuff uh, to listen to to keep you entertained for quite some time. And only you have access to it because not on iTunes or Google Play or anywhere else. You're not going to get it anywhere but in that VIP forum. So check it out. Small donation, it will help us achieve our goal to get to rock and pod two. We're gonna be there no matter what. This is just helping us fund the thing because neither Sonny nor I are multi millionaires. So that's not happening out of our pockets, right?
3: That's right.
1: It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight.
3: All right. So, Crank It Up Spotlight is a little bit, since the podcast is going to be a little different, we picked a little bit different music. So, I have really been in to a kind of a pop punk band called Masked Intruder. And the gimmick here is all four of the guys wear ski masks and they playing ski masks and nobody knows who they are and they got the whole you know kiss makeup thing going but it's just with a simple ski mask the members are blue yellow green and red it is catchy music it's aggressive music uh, they're from wisconsin they've been around six seven years they've released a couple of cds and a couple of eps everything's available on itunes Um, they got some really fun videos. So if you go to YouTube and check out masked and shooter, there's a fun video called uh, crime spree. Uh, there's a fun video called beyond a shadow of a doubt. There's a fun video called, how do I get to you? And it's kind of funny. Oh no, it's I I don't want to be alone tonight. Actually, the video is of somebody playing a video game and every time they shoot a police officer, it turns into a pig. And though that's, it's just so odd. These guys are just fun. This is not cut my wrist, uh, Mohawk, punk music. It's not that. This is fun, catchy, pop-punk music. Check it out. This song's called 25 to Life.
0: Some people say that love is a prison. You're locked up whenever you're in it.
2: The band mast intruder sounds a little bit familiar to you guys. We have our friend over there at podcast rock city Sonny pooney's partner in crime. The fantastic Jody have not to thank for that. The beautiful thing about music, and i've said this a million times is that we can all have these varied opinions and all have these different tastes, but we can all find common ground somewhere, whether it 's kiss whether it 's Van Halen. So you got a guy like Jody Have Not, and you can go back and listen to the episode we did with Jody Have Not. We did a time capsule with Jody. And Jody is out and out a punk fan. He's got his he's got his own show outside of podcast Rock City called The Dummy Room which he just launched not too long ago. And you can find that on iTunes or anywhere else. Uh, we share it quite often, but he's out and out punk guy. But at the same time, he loves bands like Kiss and bands like Striper and he loves all this other stuff. But this band, the Masked Intruders, he's, he's really fond of these guys and he's turned Sonny onto this. And this song, I mean, you can't deny that song's just fun it's catchy, it's poppy, it's rocking. it's everything, you know? So uh, I love that kind of shit. Anything that, that uh, rocks a guitar like that and makes me uh, smile, come on, man, that's good shit.
3: Yeah, and the whole CD's like that. Like, there's a song about uh, they're breaking into some girl's house, and all they did was break in and start singing. And she's annoyed because they broke in. And she, <laughs> she calls the cops, and 911's asking, what's wrong? Well, they keep annoying me. They're singing. but they're not taking anything. No, they're not taking anything. Like it's just this weird. I think it's part about love part about kind of like a little bit of stalking, but it's kind of like a fun thing all the way around.
2: Funny and creepy all at the same time. That's right. It's all good. So check them out. Masked intruders. And hopefully you guys dug that song. It's definitely a little bit different for us, but that's okay. We say guitar driven rock. And for me, that's guitar driven rock. Maybe with a punk edge, but whatever. So, you know what? I don't know what else we need to say. Uh, we've taken up a bunch of time getting into this episode. And so now I think it's just time to turn it over to uh, my interview with Cole Raven and let him tell you all about Pod Chaser. Sonny, do you have anything you want to add?
3: No. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what Cole has to say. He seems like a smart young guy. So, Let's check
2: it out. Yeah, you guys enjoy this interview with Cole Raven of Podchaser. We'll see you guys next week. Later. Later. All right. With me today is Cole Raven, who is the co-founder of Podchaser. Podchaser is kind of a podcast database search engine slash discovery tool platform. Does that about cover it, Cole?
5: Yeah, yeah, that about covers it. So we're a, a central destination for podcast data and, and discovery. Yeah, and I appreciate you having me on. I know this is a little different than what you normally do, so I'm happy to share.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, we are a music podcast, and we have found a home on Podchaser, and most recently, even at the top of the music category platform, so that's awesome. And we've been sharing it with our listeners. We're excited about it because we think it's a really, really cool tool. So we want it to get the word out to the listeners and to people in general that are podcast fans because podcasts have obviously become such a huge thing over the past several years. So what's your role at Podchaser?
5: Yeah. So I usually just tell people that I'm a co-founder. I guess you could call me like CMO. I'm really in charge of marketing and growth of the website. So uh, just educating the world about what we're doing, getting in touch with podcast creators. I do a lot of partnerships as well with podcast players and podcast networks. So I wear a lot of hats as many co-founders do. But I would say that uh, marketing and growth is really my my main focus.
2: That's awesome. And there are five co-founders in total, I think, two in Australia, yourself and then Kentucky. Is that right?
5: Yeah. So right now there's, there's four of us. So there's, there's me. I'm in Indianapolis, Indiana. Bradley, who is in Louisville, Kentucky. And then Ben and Ryan, who are both in Melbourne, Australia. That's right.
2: Fantastic. So let's find out a little bit more about you, one of the guys behind the venture. So tell us a little bit about yourself. First of all, are you a podcast listener?
5: (laughs) Yeah, I listen to podcasts probably for several hours every day, all sorts of different stuff. Listen to podcasts all the time. And I have for years and years, a long, long time. I grew up right here in Indiana, um, actually in southern Indiana in a town called Evansville. And moved to Florida for a brief while and then moved up to Indianapolis for a sales role that I left just a few months ago after we were able to successfully fundraise and raise our seed round of funding to build and grow Podchaser.
2: Yeah, that's right. I recently read, as recently as within the last week, where uh, you guys had just closed out your seed stock funding, right?
5: Yeah, that's right. So we're going to be using those funds to build all of the features that we've been promising the entire podcast community for the last year. So, lots of cool stuff that we're going to do with that seed money.
2: And have you have you ever been on a podcast before this one or have you ever created your own
5: podcast? I've never created a podcast myself. You know, I've I've been on a couple and had some conversations with people who on podcasts, uh, of course, I listen to a lot of podcasts. One of our other co-founders, Ben, in Australia, does have a podcast called Bitstorm. so he has some experience from that side of things. But uh, I'm really just a podcast consumer. I don't know really a whole lot about it from the other from the other side of things, other than you know all of the the hundreds of conversations that I've had with podcasters about you know maybe some of the things that they struggle with and. What, you know, their plans and and how they're trying to grow their shows. So, maybe from from a marketing and kind of content creation perspective, um, I have a little bit of experience with that just with some of the podcasts that I've talked to. But as far as like the production and editing and all that goes into a podcast, I have just about zero experience.
2: That's all good. Uh, So we're going to have a ball today because I don't know what podcast you were on before this one, but I'm positive they weren't near as fun as this one's going (laughs) to (laughs) be. (laughs) So We like to keep it a little bit light around here. So if you did own your own podcast or do your own podcast, what would it be about, Cole?
5: Man, you know, there are so many interview-based podcasts out there, but... What I've found in talking to people is that that's such a great tool for networking and meeting people. So I would probably start something that's interview based. And I would probably interview people who have maybe struggled or had challenges with things that I'm interested in learning more about personally, just because it's a great way to reach out to people and meet new people and have conversations with. People that you, you otherwise, you know, really had no reason to reach out to them, but maybe really wanted to have a conversation with them. This is a, a really great way to do it. And we found a lot of people who have had a lot of success with doing that.
2: Yeah, it's a built-in icebreaker, right?
5: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so you attended Indiana University.
5: Yeah, that's right.
2: What'd you study there?
5: I studied business, specifically public policy analysis, which is uh, in their economics department of the business school. Um, I chose that degree because it was the shortest and the fastest way to get out of college. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. (laughs) Hey, that's an honest answer.
2: I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So I think I read somewhere that you have interests that lie somewhere in like outdoors and obstacle racing and courses and things like that. Is that true?
5: Yeah. So my wife and I have been really into this lately. We travel all around and have been doing some obstacle races or mud runs. A lot of people know them as mud runs, like Tough Mudder, Spartan races, things like that. Yep. So yeah, we we travel. We actually just we did we've done them the last two weekends. We're going to be traveling all over in the next couple of months doing those. And I, I listened to tons of podcasts about those too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, so let me ask you this: Do you or your wife or the both of you ever find yourselves thinking about maybe doing something like an Amazing Race or a Survivor?
5: I would, I would love to. I just, right now we just really need to make a name for ourselves. So we're, we're, uh, training. We've got a bunch of like rigs and stuff built in our, in our backyard. I'm, I'm hanging up some more gymnastics rings today so I can kind of do some more training here, but, uh, we've got a, we've got to start performing at some of these races and making a name for ourselves.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm just thinking, hey, you're a young up-and-coming co-founder of a of a fantastic company. You're going to be networking with people. I can see you getting your foot in the door at amazing race or survivor and trying out and making that happen, you know?
5: Yeah, that's a great idea. I I honestly hadn't even thought of that. One of our, um, so Bradley out of Louisville, Survivor is like one of his favorite TV shows. And actually for his birthday this year, I got him a a Survivor themed t-shirt. So I'm surprised I didn't think of that myself, but that's that's a good idea.
2: See there, Cole, I'm always thinking ahead for you, buddy. There you (laughs) go. And how about playlist? Are you making any playlist when you go on runs or do any of this kind of stuff? Kind of hard to do in on mud courses, but like I I assume you probably go out just for runs often.
5: Yeah, I do. I actually also just got these these really cool these really cool bone conduction headphones. I've heard about um, them. So because I I listen to a lot of audio and I've had things like the, you know, the over-the-ear Bose headphones and and things like that. But for running, I've been trying to find, find things that are really lightweight. Um, and I listen to a ton of music and a ton of, uh, podcasts and my long runs that are, you know, one to two hours. It's a great, great time to consume some of the longer interviews that sometimes last a little over an hour. So I got these, these headphones. I think they're called Trex Aftershocks is, I think that's what they're called, but they actually don't, they don't go in your ear. They sit right in front of your ear and use, uh, your cheekbone to conduct. I guess, the noise into your ears so you can hear your surroundings and the cars and vehicles and that sort of thing so you can be aware of your surroundings while you run. But that's, uh, that's my time when I listen to even more podcasts.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I know exactly what you're talking about. So probably, I don't know, I want to say maybe two, three years ago, I tried some of these for swimming because when you swim, you can't yeah, have yeah. headphones on. So they made these bone conductor headphones for swimming. Because I swim three times a week, I can't. My joints can't take the running seven days a week. So, and I found it to be kind of tinny. How how do yours sound?
5: I'll tell you what they don't they don't sound that great. Okay, (laughs) but for podcasts, it's okay because I'm not necessarily looking for like right. But like in music, you, you you care probably a lot more about the sound and you know the audio quality. But I'm just looking to consume the content and hear what hear what they have to say. So I care a little bit a little bit less about it. But yeah, it's not it's not the greatest audio quality. The volume's okay, but there's really no like bass to it or anything, and it is a little tinny. Yeah,
2: yeah. So you make a perfect point here, and maybe I'll retry those things, but use them strictly for podcasts because. I'm like you, I listen to a lot of podcasts all the time, but my music, yeah, I want my music to be, uh, (laughs) rocking. Yeah. (laughs) So that's cool. So let me ask you about this. You provided, or I read somewhere where you provided a keynote speech to over a hundred participants in a local startup weekend competition. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
5: Yeah. And you know, this was part of the reason why whenever I went to Indiana University, I was trying to graduate as soon as possible so, co-founder at Pachester or Bradley out of Louisville, we also out of college attempted to do the whole startup thing right out of college. We had no money. We took out loans against our our cars, Mm -hmm. and we're working part time at like Best Buy, trying to bootstrap a startup company called Ready Raven, (laughs) and uh, that lasted. It lasted a little while. We were actually relatively successful, but we had no idea at the time that uh, you know, especially with proven revenue, we could have approached angel investors or venture capitalists and raised raised some money. So we ran out of cash pretty fast and it ended up failing for that reason because we just didn't know that the whole fundraising scene existed in the the startup space. But yeah, so we provided a keynote speech to a startup weekend competition because we had at the time successfully launched that startup. And we also had an app that we had created for local restaurants and for people to discover local restaurants and get deals to go try new local places to eat because that was something that we were really... Really into that at the time. But yeah, that was down in Evansville.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know a ton about like this world of startups and things like that, but more recently, Some of the things that I've been editing have been in the financial sector and have been dedicated to startups and think tanks and things such as that. So I find it quite interesting. So, yeah, it's it's very cool uh, kind of area. Uh, So so you and Bradley Davis met in school. Is that right?
5: Yeah. So we, we met in the sixth grade. We went oh, to, wow. uh, yeah, yeah. We've, we've grown up together, best friends, met in the sixth grade, went to middle school together, high school for a couple of years, and then kind of reconnected partway through college. Yeah.
2: That's extremely cool. So you're basically chasing the American dream doing this startup thing, but you're doing it with somebody you grew up with. How cool is that?
5: Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. We've, we've been doing this for a while. At one time we, uh, Worked at the same place. We were dating sisters, living together, and running a startup. So our lives are are pretty intertwined.
2: <laughs> That's pretty cool. And I'm guessing maybe, tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm guessing maybe the two other co-founders in Australia, those are the money guys?
5: Uh, so they, they are... Uh, ben is our CTO, our lead developer, and Ryan is our lead designer. Oh, okay. so, um, actually, Bradley did most of the fundraising. I helped a little bit, but we had mostly just investors that we approached in Louisville, Kentucky, and that kind of spread pretty quickly to uh, to New York.
2: Very cool. Who's your who's currently your biggest supporter right now?
5: Biggest supporter with uh, with money?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the with the company as a whole, I guess.
5: Yeah. So our lead investor is uh, a guy named Matt Luckett with Alba Holdings out of out of New York City, and he was able to connect us with a lot of other kind of VCs and institutional investors out in out of New York. That's really where a lot of the podcasting scene is. Most of the podcast startups, podcast platforms, podcast studios—Gimlet's about to open a new you know a new studio in Brooklyn with thirteen podcast studios. It'll be the biggest in the world. But that's pretty much everything is out in New York. I need to make my way out there sometime to meet some of those people. But that's where kind of all of podcasting is right now
2: well i gotta be honest with you cole the um grown-up rock tower is actually planted firmly in atlanta georgia currently so
5: oh yeah no atlanta's atlanta's big in podcasting too you know <laughs> it's
2: spacious it's uh it's a house uh, on a street but uh <laughs> really super amazing tower that we have and a couple of cats <laughs> that run around the studio it's fantastic buddy <laughs> yeah <laughs> so does it surprise you how fast podcast media has been growing over the years
5: i wouldn't say that it surprises me it's really you know it's just like i like to compare it a lot to cable tv mm-hmm. so it's just like just like cable tv and netflix there's no surprise that netflix is growing so fast because you can pay 10 bucks a month Versus the 60 to $150 a month, whatever you pay for cable and you get no commercials. So with radio, you know, it's, uh, you turn on your radio station, you listen to whatever they want you to listen to and then you listen to just as many commercials. Then, you know, music started to take over and there was the whole iTunes and iPod movement. But then, you know, talk radio has always been big. So there's the podcasting side of that. But then, you know, when people discovered that there's so many podcasts about every single niche that you could you could ever dream of. Like I listened to the podcast about obstacle racing that just didn't exist back in the radio days. And now it can exist because of podcasting. So I wouldn't say that it surprises me. I I think that it's going to keep growing double digits year over year our entire business relies on it. So it has to.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And and I mean, I don't think you're wrong. And it really you kind of answered where I was going with my next question was your thoughts on the future of radio. But I mean, I'm with you. in the whole reason that I started listening to podcast was basically because of the commercials that were on the radio and the fact that radio chose what I wanted to listen to or what I had to listen to. And so I'm with you a hundred percent. You can find a podcast for anything that interests you. Obstacle racing is your thing. There's a podcast. If knitting is your thing, there's a podcast. And I think what we try to accomplish at growing up rock is basically what I always liked, which is a combination of music and talk about music without all the commercials but yeah that's fantastic what are your most popular podcast on PodChaser?
5: yeah I, you know i was just about to share this so i'm glad you asked because something that really really surprised me was, was that there are a lot of podcasts about music a lot of a lot of successful podcasts about music and really popular ones you go to the you know the category page the music category page on our website you'll see a lot of the other ones with you guys you guys up top there. But I think it accounts for something like 10% of our website traffic right now is people coming and discovering podcasts about music or music podcasts. So that's honestly one of the top categories along with things like audio drama. People used to listen to like books on tape, that sort of thing. Now it's transitioning to be, you know, audio dramas in podcast form. So that's really popular on our website. And of course, there's all the really popular stuff like Joe, the Joe Rogan podcast and all the Gimlet Media stuff was pretty popular on the website. So we tend to get a fair amount of traffic just from the main big stuff. But I would say what surprised me probably more than anything was the music category and the audio drama category are both, both huge.
2: When you say audio drama, that's a, a lot of the things like these uh, true crime podcasts that are happening now, right?
5: Yeah, so actually, true crime is a whole separate category, and I would put that at a, at a close, like third or fourth position there. Oh wow! So there, are, there are a ton of true crime podcasts on the website too that are, are are big hits.
2: Yeah, I think just podcast in general. I mean, there's so many different podcasts, and it's great because if you do your homework, you know anybody can put out a podcast. Now, that being said. I think that there there are a lot of leveling different degrees of quality podcast out there, which, you know, I mean, I've always prided ourselves here at Grown Up Rock is putting out a pretty quality product. It's pretty streamlined, sounds decent, you know, flows like a show should flow, in my opinion. But I still like the fact that you have the option to choose what you want to listen to.
5: Yeah, and I think that's, I think it's a good and a bad thing. It's great because we get all of these podcasts and the different niches that people are interested in. And without that low barrier to entry, we might not have that. So it's, there's a lot of pros and cons to it. But th- and th- that's one thing that we're really trying to do with the website is make it so that when people rate and review things, really the cream of the crop is what rises to the top. And you you can see what people are rating and reviewing, even individual episodes we are the only platform right now that has individual episode reviews. But we think that's really important because when podcasts have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of episodes, you don't, you don't know where to start. I know you guys have a good amount of episodes, but it would be great, you know, to know which ones are, are people's favorites and then get, get feedback on that too. So. Yeah. that's something that I'm trying to
2: do. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. I think there's several po- speaking for myself, there's several podcasts out there where I don't necessarily like every subject that they're covering. So I pick and choose what I really want to listen to, you know?
5: Yeah, exactly. I skip, you know, I subscribe to something like 60 or 70 shows, Yeah. but I would say I, I don't, I don't listen to probably 90% of the episodes that they release just because there's so many, I'd have to listen to podcasts for 28 hours a day.
2: <laughs> Let me ask you this. Do you listen at normal speed or do you listen at time and a half or two times the speed?
5: We implemented the whole like 1.1x, one 1.5x on our website. A lot of people listen to it like that. You know, maybe my brain just doesn't work fast enough. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like listening to it in a normal cadence. Maybe if I was like just really trying to learn something really quick, I would do that. But uh, I prefer, I guess, listening to normal people have normal speed conversations.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't blame you. I'm sort of the same way. I don't like the whole chipmunk thing. But if it's, a, if it's a strict talk podcast, sometimes I can deal with it at one and a half speed. But if there's any music involved, definitely not at anything other than normal speed. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm with you there. What are some of the biggest challenges you guys have faced so far as a company?
5: You know, we this is our first time doing any sort of fundraising, doing anything at this big of a scale and I would say just for the last year, we've bootstrapped it, or for really for the last 2 years we've bootstrapped this. So we've used our own, you know, personal funds um, our evenings and weekends building this, put a lot of a lot of time and energy to, into it and now Now that we have investors, there's certain expectations that we have to meet. And we have a a pretty short timeline to do that. We've got about a, a year of runway right now to really prove what we're doing is something that people really want. And so making the right decisions with the right developers to hire, the right contractors to hire, the right marketing to do, the right people to partner with, getting in touch with some people. So... One thing that's been great is our, our investors especially since they're out of new york have been able to put us in touch with a lot of the big podcasting networks thank goodness because it's, sometimes it's just hard to get in touch with people you know you reach out to them on twitter on linkedin through email you know especially people with successful companies they probably get cold called and emailed 12 times a day from the same person and you know it's just sometimes it's hard to break through the noise whenever you need to get in touch with people and when we're on such a strict strict timeline i get pretty impatient pretty fast like we just released You know, our custom lists feature last week and we have people create lists every 10 minutes. I look at our kind of feed, internal feed that we have and somebody made a new list of podcasts. But every time I see it, my only thought is, oh, that's not enough. I need I need to see 10 times that. So just moving, moving very quickly, I would say.
2: All right. Well, as soon as I hang up with you, I'll create a couple of uh, new podcast lists. I haven't messed around quite with the podcast list yet.
5: Yeah, you you definitely should. Well, one thing that would be great for your show or, you know, great for the shows that you like is creating like one thing that we've seen that people really enjoy is like best of lists Mm -hmm. or top hits or something where you maybe see the most downloaded episodes of your show or some of your favorite shows, whatever your favorite episodes are, maybe a different show and then share that out so that people know a good place to start. I know that those, those are lists that I like and seem to be shared the most.
2: Yeah, I agree with you, and that's one of the things I think. Uh, one of the bonuses with PodChaser is you guys make it super easy to share episodes or shows or any of that stuff. You guys make it really, really easy to to share throughout all the different uh, social media platforms.
5: Yeah, we appreciate it. that's something that we've thought about from the beginning because. you know, me being a Samsung user and same with Bradley, I I don't know, the Australians, I think they actually have iPhones, but I've I've never used Apple Podcasts in my life. Uh So somebody shares, you know, an iTunes link. What am I going to do with that? (laughs) I, I can't I can't click on that and open a podcast and listen to it. So really, that's what we've we've really tried to do is just create an easy way for people to share their favorite things in a way where, you know, if you have an iPhone, you can click on a Podchaser link and then open up that episode directly from Podchaser in Apple Podcasts. So or in many, many other players that we partnered with.
2: That's a great point. What, in your opinion, do you think makes a successful podcast?
5: You know, I think that. If I am giving a podcast a kind of a test run, maybe somebody recommends a new podcast to me or it shows up on the website as a trending show and I'm just getting into it. The first impression is always going to be, for me, audio quality. If I have to listen to static or something cutting in and out, I'll never subscribe to it. Yeah. (laughs) It gives me a headache. I can't stand it. And then I think beyond that, it's just got to be really interesting contents, you know, something that people really, it's got to be on topic and it's got to be something that people are really going to be interested in, in listening to. But I would say the audio quality is probably the first thing that I look for always. If I listen to something that has poor audio quality. Within the first five seconds, I'll probably just turn
2: it off. Yeah, I mean, and that that makes 100% sense because the first thing you're doing is hearing, right? You're hearing it first and foremost. And, of course, it's all whether or not it's something that interests you in the long run. But, I mean, if you can't, even if it's something that interests you in the long run but sounds like total crud, you don't want to continue listening. So absolutely 100% valid there. What do you think has been the biggest success so far for Podchaser in your eyes?
5: You know, I think that over the last year, just so we've had right now uh, close to 3000 or so podcasts have gone onto the website and claimed their page. They've edited their vanity URL and updated their social media links and things like that. So I think the biggest success we've had is just building anticipation for all of the features that. We're currently building. So we've got something like 10,000 registered users and many, many more people than that that actually just visit the website and don't make an account. But we've been basically touting ourselves as the IMDb for podcasts. But when you think of IMDb, you think of, you know, I can search for Will Smith and I can see his entire filmography and every movie he's ever been in. And then the ratings for all those movies or TV shows and episodes of those TV shows. Which we're getting there. We're the only platform right now with individual episode ratings, but we've had a lot of success getting people really excited about our upcoming creator profile pages. So, like you and, and Sonny, and every podcast creator is going to have their own profile where you can see, I'll have my own profile. So, you can see all the other inter- interviews that I've been in. You can see, you know, what other podcasts people have guests started in and produced and the ratings for all the episodes of all those podcasts. And we think that that's going to be a really big step toward helping people discover new shows. But I think just building anticipation for that, you know, people are kind of just, you know, on the edge of their seats waiting for us to come out with that. And we'll have some announcements here in the next month or two, but uh, that's probably our biggest success.
2: Yeah. And you talked about IMDB, of podcast. I'll tell you another thing that I kind of thought of when I was reading and looking around the website and doing all that stuff is kind of a rotten tomatoes of podcasting as well because of all the different reviews and stuff so i can see maybe one day in the future hey pod chaser gave this podcast five stars check it out (laughs) you know
5: yeah yeah you're exactly right and i actually not too long ago met with met with one of the one of the founders of Rotten Tomatoes because we just reached out to get you know to get some feedback and we'll eventually have you know a proprietary rating system that's integrated into everybody's favorite podcast players so you'll open up you know your podcast player you'll listen to an episode you'll see a podchaser rating and we're already working with six or seven podcast apps to do this but you'll open up an episode see the podchaser rating for that episode with our, you know, signature pink stars and our logo next to it. And then you can open up the Podchaser reviews for that episode. So we're working to kind of make, you know, how the tomato meter is kind of ubiquitous for movies and everybody recognizes the INDB logo with the rating out of 10 for those movies and TV shows. We're going to do the same thing with podcasts and podcast ratings. So you open up, you know, your favorite app and, and we're all over it.
2: It's very cool. So how can Podchaser and the podcast creators work best together, do you think?
5: You know, the best way for us to work with creators is, uh, we've done some really successful things like giveaways. So, and and we've helped to sponsor some of these, but we've done some giveaways with a few shows where the podcast creators will ask listeners to, you know, rate and review their favorite episode or the most recent episode. And then everybody who rates and reviews it and gives feedback to the, uh, so the creator is entered to win some sort of drawing. And, you know, maybe that's a prize from one of the sponsors of the show, or maybe uh, that's something that we work with the show to put some sort of prize together with them. But we've seen shows get uh, well over 100 ratings and reviews just from doing simple giveaways like that. And that's really we will eventually probably stop doing it as sort of like a sponsored thing. But but put up, uh, you know, a page with here's here's the way that we suggest you run this sort of content and people have been doing this sort of these sort of contests and giveaways with itunes for a while but again the problem is only 50 percent of people who listen to podcasts use use itunes so you're you're doing giveaways and contests with your entire listener base but missing out on half of them so you're only getting half as much participation as you might normally and you can't ask for individual episode feedback so maybe at the end of the show say something like you know go tell us what you think about this interview with cole And then people have the opportunity to go on Podchaser and and talk about how boring I am. (laughs) How how great of an interviewer you are or whatever. But, you know, normally they would leave that review on the entire show itself instead of talking about the individual episodes. So the contests and giveaways is one great way that we've worked together with podcasts, but then also just giving them a voice. So independent podcast creators don't have, they don't have the means, they don't have the resources as some of these large networks or the iHeart medias of the world, right. you know, or the, or the big news organizations, you know, New York times, they, they just don't have the resources to put behind the marketing and awareness for their shows. So we have different things that we do like a podcast of the day on, on all of our social media, which has thousands of followers. We do a feature piece each week. We've hired, you know, content writers that we work closely with to do, a series right now that we're doing called Chasing Pods, where we interview independent podcasts and take a deep dive into them and, and do, you know, a four or 500 word piece on the show and, and an interview with the creators. So we're really trying to work with independent podcast creators to help them get discovered because as, because that barrier to entry to create podcasts is so low and there's 600,000 plus podcasts out there, it's really, really hard to break through the noise unless, You know, you have you have good partners and people to work with to do that.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great point, actually. And I love the fact that you guys are focusing on the small guys, because I think it's just a win win situation. If you're able to take a smaller podcast and build them up, then that's only going to be good for everybody involved, uh, whether it's pod chaser or whether it's the actual podcast itself. So it makes 100 percent sense. I love it. Uh, what social media platform has worked best for Podchaser in spreading the word?
5: You know, uh, for a while, it was Facebook. Um, we were part of, you know, pe- people would talk about us in some groups and things and we would post and share, um, you know, kind of our plans and what we were doing. Uh, but really, probably Reddit more than anything. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've posted in uh, the podcast community on Reddit and in the entrepreneur community on Reddit. Um, we posted just last week, our whole, our whole story about how we fundraised and how we built, um, you know, everything that we've done so far and our plans for the future and something like 40 or 50,000 people have read that and, and gone to the website from that. And we actually ended up getting an investor from, from that post. So <laughs> right.
2: where I'm do saying, you think? I got some of my research.
5: Yeah, yeah there, there you go. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm one of the 50,000. So there you
5: go. Yeah. So Reddit and, you know, Twitter's been great for us too, but the, the mistake that a lot of people make, especially podcasts make is just posting for the sake of posting. Every time that we post something, we try to bring value in some way instead of just saying, Hey, here's a new episode, you know, maybe digging into, you know, sharing something a snippet or something of really interesting content from that episode that engages people just putting more thought into it, I would say. But yeah, Twitter's been great for us, too, because you can talk directly with people and respond to them. And it's always good. Very cool. Uh, So at
2: times, people can be a little overly negative when it comes to reviews and things like that. Does Podchaser currently or do you plan to do anything about building in filters or any of that kind of stuff? I I don't know. I'm just asking.
5: Yeah, we will. We try to just in general, as part of our brand remain as unbiased and agnostic as possible. So the only time that we would do that is if it's got to the point where it was just harassment yeah. um, or if people were using too much foul language or something, something right. along those lines. We haven't really had too much trouble with that with the 50, 60, 50 or 60,000 um, ratings and reviews on the website there've only been, you know, maybe a handful that have been just totally inappropriate that we've had to do something about but uh for the most part people are really supportive and we found that podcasting community is supportive overall
2: and i think primarily that kind of stuff comes from spammers and trolls and stuff like that i mean because if you if you don't like a podcast just don't listen to
5: it yeah, yeah yeah if i don't like a podcast i'm probably not going to take the time to uh <laughs> go go rate it one star or something my, my time is more valuable
2: than that <laughs> yeah exactly i'm with you i'm with you so uh, i would be a little bit crazy for me if uh i didn't ask you a couple of music questions so do you remember kind of the first uh albums you purchased with your own money
5: oh man Albums I purchased with my own money. So I, I grew up going to, I went to a very religious um, elementary school yeah. and middle school. So, you know, if, if I had to think about it, and at the time I listened to a lot of like Christian alternative and Christian sure. rock. So probably something like that.
2: Maybe a little Petra or Striper or something.
5: Yeah. Yeah. No, that that that's exactly exactly what I was thinking of. Probably right, on, yeah, probably something exactly like that. <laughs> what are you
2: listening to these days? Like what floats your boat in the world of music these days?
5: Yeah, honestly, just about anything. So I use Google Play Music right now and I listen to a lot. I use their uh, their activities thing. So like when I'm working out, I just select I'm working out and then um, it comes up with you know different playlists. I right. like to listen to some some of the rock playlists that they have, but I'm so, so bad about remembering band names Bands and, and names stuff. of songs. Yeah. <laughs> it's more of a so, background what, for you. Yeah. So what, what I usually do is uh, if I like a song, I'll give it a thumbs up on that platform and then it saves it to a separate playlist that I can go back and listen to later. I would, I would totally be open to suggestions on, I, I do like to listen to more rock music, especially while I'm running or working out or that sort of thing. So totally open to to suggestions there instead of just listening to what, what Google tells me to. <laughs>
2: well, anything grown-up rock is going to suggest to you is probably going to get your blood pumping on who runs for sure. Uh, <laughs> unless you're talking to my uh, partner, uh, Sonny, um, who uh, prefers every once in a while a good ballad, you're not going to get a whole lot of that from me. I like to crank it up loud. <laughs> <laughs> How about concerts? Have you seen any good concerts that you really uh, remember or resonate with you?
5: Yeah. Uh, you know, who was that? Google. I went to this one good You're concert. You're Googling it, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went to a Shinedown concert. I, I like that. Okay. That's rock, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, it is. Yeah. <laughs>
2: poor cole you're stuck behind the desk doing your business thing we got to get you out more when we come to indianapolis we're going to drag you out to a a good rock and roll concert
5: yeah yeah and i'm sure there's uh there's plenty here i went to a need to breathe concert recently that was that was pretty good
2: that's awesome so what are the next steps for pod chaser as a whole
5: the next step is to come out with those creator profile pages we're going to uh podcast movement next week, which is the biggest, uh, you know, podcast show, uh, I think in the world, um, that's in, uh, Philadelphia next week. So we're flying out Monday. We're going to have a booth there, uh, where we're going to be taking professional headshots of all the podcast creators so that they have good, good headshots to, to upload as soon as we come out with those, those creator profile pages that they can use as part of their professional presence in podcasting on our website. And we'll have, actually, that'll be the first place where we announce early signups to that feature. So we'll be registering people with iPads at our booth and attaching their name uh, and email to their the podcast that they created. So that as soon as we have kind of a, an early version of that, they'll be the first people that'll be able to access that feature. So that's probably the most exciting thing that we're doing in the next couple of months. Um and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be adding things like, like discussion boards later this year. And we'll have network pages so you can follow your favorite podcast networks and things like that. Um, we're also doing a total, total redesign of our homepage so that whenever you go to the website, you'll be able to easily see different categories like, like music and audio drama and true crime. There'll be kind of a carousel on our website of, uh, of different categories so you can discover new shows in specific categories and then see, list that people have made directly from our homepage and we'll probably do just like we have that independent podcast feature on our social media we'll probably have a section where we do a podcast spotlight for maybe a week at a time to help some independent podcasts get discovered directly on our homepage and you know that's seen by thousands of people every day so we're hoping to use that as kind of a tool to help some shows grow but you know right now the website's uh The List Features are was our most recent big step toward becoming the IMDb for podcasts, but we've got some super exciting stuff coming in the next two months or so.
2: Yeah, and you guys use existing tools that are already out there and kind of integrate yourself in by working with them. So I don't think that you have any plans of producing an app anytime soon for Podchaser, right?
5: Right now, the website's mobile friendly. So you, you go to the website, all the same functionality is on the mobile version that's on the desktop version. You know, maybe with our next round of funding, we'll make an app. Uh, you know, IMDB has an app. All those other platforms have an app. I don't know that it's essential to what we do necessarily. Right. So we, we don't we don't have anybody working on one today, but maybe in the future.
2: Yeah, because I mean, one of the things I think I read with you guys is that you were working with other podcast platforms that are out there to integrate your services in with them. So it said to me that, you know, it wasn't something that was on the top priority list for you guys.
5: Yeah, and we're not we're not aiming to compete with any of those podcast players. A lot of them are right. working. We've got really close relationships with a few of them. That's what they specialize in. They're really good at being podcast players. I use Pocket Cast personally but they're, they're really good at what they do and their platform is built for that. And, uh, that's not, not exactly what we're trying to build.
2: That's awesome. Is there anything that, uh, you want to talk about or cover that maybe I haven't covered with
5: you yet? I don't think so. You, you've done a great job at getting all the, getting all the good stuff out of me. <laughs> yeah.
2: And we'll, we'll tie all the, like the website, you know, podchaser.com. We'll tie all that stuff in our show notes so people can go, seek out pod chaser just by going to the show notes of grown up rock and uh, you guys are easy to find. Is there any, are you guys going to eventually move the beta tag from the website?
5: We will. And I imagine we're going to do that as soon as we come out with all the features that kind of make us uh the IMDB equivalent for podcasting. So whenever those creator pages come out and we redesign our homepage, probably in the next two months. Okay. So because we just closed our round of funding last month, most of the features on the website have been the same for the last year or so apart from lists. So kept that beta tag up there, but then we'll probably have an official announcement um maybe in September, I would say around there, of uh here it is. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, here <laughs> it, the, it is. Do what you will with it. <laughs> It's yeah. out there now. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Well, Cole, you've been awesome. Thank you so much for spending this time and shedding light on Pod Chaser. We love it so far. We plan on preaching the word of Pod Chaser. You guys have been very helpful so far to Growing Up Rock. Uh, so very cool. I appreciate everything.
5: Thanks so much, and I'm gonna have to check back on on some of your upcoming or or recent episodes that I can get some good suggestions for music to work out to, because I don't have, I don't have anything right now.
2: Yeah. I'll (laughs) I'll send you a personalized list that you'll love.
5: Cool.
1: (laughs) Get ready to shuffle, rattle and roll. Play us out boys. Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock.
0: What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing?
1: What's the problem? What's the problem?
0: Would you lie? Would you cheat?
1: Were they shot? Were they shot?
0: Would you kill? Yes. My mom and dad. My mom and dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. whatever the case whoever the criminal you don't know the full story until now don't miss the debut season of american criminal the menendez brothers beginning february 29th